And we are back. What's up? What's up, fam? It's your man, Ramel. Welcome to another amazing episode of Truck and Hustle. I'm glad you're here. You could be anywhere, but you're here with me. So that says something about you. Check it out, yo. Listen, we got a great, great, great episode today. I got my brother, Kobe Pegway. We did this joint live, live from a, a rooftop in Atlanta. Dope aesthetic, dope vibe. Make sure you go check that on, out on YouTube. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you go do that right now. And make sure you put your notification bell on because we will be dropping content consistently. And we will be, you know, uploading some surprises as well. So make sure you do that. Also, real quick announcement, if you're not locked in with the Patreon membership, make sure you do that. We got some really, really dope things coming for you next month in April. Uh, we're going to be doing some monthly meetups, some mentorships, some folks you know, some folks you don't know, but I promise you, you're going to grow. I'm feeling like a rapper today, y'all. All right? Um, that's www.patreon.com slash hustle. We got three different tiers. Check them out. You know, if you want to support however you want to do it, you know, we appreciate all the love, man, all the support that we've gotten so far is dope. Uh, so I think that's it, man. You know, we're about to get into the show. Uh, you know how we do it around this time, right? Put your ears on. If you smell something burn, it's only your desire. When you see the tea, you know it's me. And when you see me, you know it's about we. All right? We out. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley. And welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Just know, in my first year and a half, I didn't make any money. Okay, okay, got you. The first Did you lose money? Years. Yes. <laughs> so you didn't even break even? No. The problem was I was so busy running the work that didn't make sense and I didn't have help. I didn't have time to answer the phone for the people who did have work that makes sense. So I did a daytime Amazon route, 70,000. So I'm like, ooh, 140,000, six figures. You couldn't tell me nothing. Business is about problem solving. And I tell everybody that. You you can't outdo me unless you got a better way to solve the problem. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. Hustle fam, hustle fam, we are back. Yo, listen, I got my brother Kobe Pegway with me today. First of all, my brother, listen, thank you for providing the vibe, man, this is crazy like this is what atl is supposed to look like my brother oh yeah man we can do it no other way oh man listen that's a fact i think i gotta record here every single time man after this this is this is crazy so i appreciate this man we got the whole rooftop vibe Mm -hmm. um we live in atl my brother listen man um i wanted to connect with you the first time i I heard of you i saw a post that you actually put out there you said you did 3.5 million in one year in in amazon Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 3.5 million. I said, man, I got to connect with this brother. So we're going to get to that. I know people mm-hmm. people hear that and they're, 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 they're tuning. They're like, okay, we want to hear about mm-hmm. this. But we want to get more into your backstory in our true truck and hustle fashion. So first of all, welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you for having me. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So listen, let's learn a little bit about you, man. 
Where you from? You know, talk about your backstory. Let, let's let's learn about Kobe Pegway, man. All right, well, I'm from St. Louis, you know. Okay, the Lou. The Lou, you know, <laughs> greatest show on turf, even though the team gone, you know, we known for that. No doubt. But yeah, so I grew up, you know, rough parts of that area. Fast forward, moved out. I linked up with my pops, moved out to like a small little bad suburb area. Okay. Um, but I've always been kind of the entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I've been trying to work and make my own money for pretty much my whole life. When'd you move out? I moved out of my pops' crib at 19. Okay, 19. Worst move ever. <laughs> Worst we're, move ever. Well, we're not ready? Not ready yet? Nah, I mean, I think, I don't think anybody should move out until you, you got your bag together. Okay, like, okay. I mean, I think we, we be, you know, our, our culture want us to move out like so quick, but right. that's why a lot of us end up coming back. Right, Come right, back right, three gotcha. years later because you ain't got to figure it out. Stay in, help. Help the parents that helped you, yeah. raise you, and then, you know, so if I could have did it again, I'd do it. I would have made so, it. So, so Pops didn't kick you out. You nah, you nah. left. Nah, I mean, I got sick of the rules. Right, got it. And the rules <laughs> weren't even bad. Rules <laughs> weren't even bad, but right. Pop, Pops let girls come through. Everything, oh, right. but I just, okay. I just wanted to stay out and just and just be sloppy, pretty right. much. I okay. just wanted to be sloppy, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't have it. Dig it, dig it, dig it. So he was doing the right thing as a parent by you. He just wanted to have you some, have you some rules and, and yep. some type of structure. But you wasn't here now. You nah, was 19, man. you was ready to I roll didn't out. I get it, man. You know how many times I text my pop now? I'd be like, thank you, man. I apologize <laughs> for, um, for for all of the, the, the stupid stuff that you right. were trying to tell me to avoid. And I end up, everybody said it was bad, it was bad. Right, all right, right. All the homies was bad, was right. bad. Got you, you know, got you, got you. Again. So 19, so you said St. Louis. So you're in the suburbs at this point, right? Yeah, I'm in the suburbs. Okay, what what what, what suburb is that in St. Louis? I was outside in, of St. Louis? I was living in Delwood. You know, I stayed in like Spanish Lake area too, though. But I'm from the north side of St. Louis. Okay. So I always end up, so after I moved out, I moved, I was in the suburbs for a minute. Then I'm like, I got to go back to the hood because I didn't, I was in the hood for so long before I went to the suburbs that I never could really get any really friends for real. Like I, I couldn't really connect with them because they had more than what I had. Gotcha. So, so, so I had this, so I moved at 21, I moved right back down to the slums <laughs> where I came from. Okay. You okay. And, and paint the picture. What's it like out there at 21? You're in St. Louis in the slums. Give me, give me a, a picture. What's it like so out at there? 21, um, at, at 21, I was still in the streets. You okay. Know what I'm saying? So I was, I was, I was out there hustling, hustling the streets. And out there, it was, I mean, I mean, if you know about St. Louis, one of the most dangerous cities, and I was yeah. living in the, in the thick of it, you yeah. know? So, you know, you, you talking, it ain't like, since the population is small, you know, 100, 180 to 200 murders out there is big when the population is only 300,000. Right, that's a fact. So that's a whole lot of, so, so it's a whole lot of stuff, but in, I would, I didn't realize how stupid I was at the time, or, no, or, or, how, or how dangerous the life that I was living was, because at the time, I, I didn't know really anything but of course i knew the suburbs for a second but if somebody's shooting on the on the on the, on the like, like if somebody's shooting two streets over we not running because we like they're not shooting at us <laughs> right you get what i'm saying so right, we, right, we hear right. gunshots so frequently that it's like okay as yeah. long as they ain't flying this way you know i ain't tripping got you, you know? got you got you got you all right cool so so 21 tell me about it so you get started on your journey you start your maturation becoming a man tell me about what you start getting into so of course I was getting, I was, I was into music at the time. I started rapping when I was like 19. So I was, you know, of course I was rapping. Okay. Mixing rapping with being in the streets. Okay. Of course I liked the streets more because rapping, I was spending a lot of time, but I wasn't making no money. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I guess it, the, the end of my street game came when I think about 22, they kicked my house in. And 
that was that was pretty much the end of it for me. Mm. One of my one of my partners was a producer. He had already been trying to. He was the one that got me into rapping. Okay. And, and he he was like, "Look, man, just get off the streets. I got a way you can make a percentage over here with me selling beats." Okay, gotcha. So you. I end up. So that's the first money I really ever made in selling beats. In um in music is selling beats. So gotcha. My partner hit me off for like eighteen percent. Okay. So, he, so so at this time was Saint, was the Nelly and the St. Lunatics were they hot yet or what? yeah at this time let's say I was about twenty one so yeah so around yeah. that time this yeah, is when they kind of pop in so this was a good time for you to be in music and all it was that like from time. right from your from your perspective Louis, this was this was sweatsuit this was this it got was, you like, got you got Louis you was, was on the map and then the Rams was winning right 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 so, so everything's was, going yeah, good so, so everything's going good so you had Nelly. You had Ching, you had all, you had Jaquan, you okay. had Jibs, you had, it okay. was like every... every they they had a, a movement for yeah, a minute, it was, bro. It was, it was when the movement was strong, so everybody right. was trying to get in. It okay. was kind of like what trucking is now. Okay, okay, know, got you. St. Louis got time, you, got so. you, got you. All right, so so fast forward. So you, you, you're you doing the music, you get your first check, entrepreneurial check, your 18%. What happens after that? So, yeah, um... <laughs> I helped my partner make a lot of money, but at, at the same time, I'm not a worker. So okay. I was feeling like I was a worker, you know, okay. in a sense, I'm like, come on, man, if, if, if I'm doing all of this, if I help your profits go from, from, you know, if we, if we do 25,000 in the first three months and then we turn around and do 50, I'm looking like, hey, you know, if there's something <laughs> different within a sauce, if, right. if, if, you know what I'm saying, I'm right. like, we're tracking to double what you're doing. Right. Right. That can't be you, just gotta be me. Right. You know what I'm That's saying? A fact. So, so, so I, so I, I confabulated with him and we was trying to talk about it and, and, and we can come to an agreement. So I just walked and I ended up starting. And so I ended up starting managing producers. Okay. So, I, so I started to, so I started my own production company and I started to just get all producers. I would, I would get the beats from them. We would go have, we would cut a percentage. And, and I started doing that. Long story short, a lot of stuff happened within that. I lost my cousin within the music. Mm. I got off of the music and I went to go work at the post office for a while. Okay. You know, so I just, I just went back to work. So I was working. And then. How old are you at this time? So hold on, so hold on. So I went to the, so let me go back. At 23, while I was doing the music, I, I had started a car lot. Okay. So so at 23, I had my first business that was like my business. I had went out and got the cars and everything. The only problem is I didn't, that was my first big failure because I didn't know how much money I would need to actually do it. Okay. So I, I came in, it took me six months to get my building up to code for the city to actually approve me. By that time I was paying $1,600 a month. So my fund, keep in mind, I'm working, I'm working a little, trying to work a little part-time job, doing a little bit of music because of course my partner had a way bigger platform. So that's when I learned that my 18% there was more than my 80% gotcha. in, a, in, a, in a new company because 80% of a whole lot less of gross was right. a whole lot less. So I wasn't right. able to do it full time. Yeah. So that's when I learned that, well, maybe I probably shouldn't stay to try to figure something out to work it out. Cause at least at that point I would have been in the, I would have still been in the music. Now I'm trying to juggle between the car lot music, little part-time job, and I'm just like, ah, okay. Right. So fast forward, if you want me to fast forward to when I actually, I, I started a construction company, mm. failed, started mm. another construction company, mm. failed. So I just- So, I, so this is all, because you said you were working at the post office too, so you're right, doing so, so all these the side post. hustles while you're working at the post office? Mm -hmm. Yep, so, okay. so I was doing it. So say, I started trucking four years ago. I worked at, so four years ago was 2017. Mm -hmm. Four years before that, I, I started at the post office like 2013. Okay. So in between that time of the Nelly, of Nelly and you know, me being rapping and, and, and them having a movement for St. Louis, I was I was in the movement. I was working job to job, trying to trying to sacrifice. We was coming to Atlanta every weekend. Mm -hmm. We was doing shows, we was out here connecting. We were sitting at tables with TVT. We sat at the table with Atlantic. We, we had, 
the record deals was kept kind of like like we was kind of getting there. But you had I one foot like, in. But I felt like what happened was we, we relied on our talent too much and we stopped grinding as hard because we're like, okay, we got the attention. We grinded, got the attention, but then we kind of like, okay. Got complacent. You know what I'm saying? We kind of was like, okay, cool. It's time to go party. Right. Time to go to the club because Atlantic looking at us, but really right. they was watching us to, to see, see how, what our ground See how y'all would like. handle it. Right. You didn't keep your foot on the gas. I didn't keep my foot on the gas. So okay. It, it, was, it was a lesson that would, that would help me in trucking and a lesson that would help me in entrepreneurship later. Got you. Got you. All right, so you're working at the post office, you're doing all these side hustles. You have a lot of things going on, yeah. obviously, like all kind of crazy things. So what happens after that? Like from, from the post office, talk, talk more about that. So do you stop those jobs? You like start focusing on your, your main job? Like what do you do? Or do you leave the post office? What okay. happens? Okay, so so I locked down a job at the post office for off and on for four years. Okay. I never and what are you doing job. for them? What are you doing for the post I office? Was a, uh, I was a mail handler, so I'm just I'm, I'm moving the freight around and like say, the, the, the weird thing about it is that the post office ties into the whole Amazon thing because I got onto Amazon from the post office because mm. I got LinkedIn from the guy that was delivering post delivering Amazon to my post office. Gotcha. So for the last four years, I've been delivering Amazon to the post office. Gotcha. Exactly. So I was, I'm just on the other side now. Got you. So but through networking with somebody from that yeah. job, you were able to. It literally was the driver that was coming in delivering. He actually put me in contact with a guy that had Amazon routes. And then I called that guy. He ended up putting me in contact, he put contact with Budget mm. for a good deal on the rental truck. And then I was in the game from there. What made you, how did you make that connection to get from being a, a package handler to making that next step? What did, what was going on in your mind as you were seeing that brother? Like y'all were talking, y'all mm. became friendly. Like how'd that conversation even happen for him to bring you into that network? Gotcha. So, so mind you, I had already had the entrepreneurial spirit. Cause I had already had three or four failed businesses already. I had, right. failed, I had stopped quitting music because I started having a lot of kids, and right. it just didn't make sense. Right. So as he was coming in, he would be bringing a man, and some some told me to be like, "Hey, do you need a CDL to drive that truck?" So I just asked that question. Some was like, "I was like, man, I don't want to be all up in this man's business," <laughs> but I'm like, man, Why what's not? the worst thing that could happen? Right. You know. So right. once he told me that that I, I didn't need a CDL, I didn't believe him. I'm like. It's impossible. I'm like, I heard that because I'm hearing the air brakes. And I'm like, this sound like a semi, mm. but it sound like a smaller version. But right. I, I didn't know. Right. So he went. So the next, the, like the, within the next two days, I can't, you know, the memory kind of throws off the real time. Right. Line. But within the next couple of days, he had came back and he pulled out his, his license to show me. He's like, look, man, here's on my license. You don't need a, a, a CDL or nothing to drive this truck. Mm. So I started to think about it. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm not, I don't need this. I went home and talked to my wife. I'm like, hey, look, we got some money saved up. I've been working six days at the post office, you know. Right. So I got some money saved up. My credit, I probably had 40000 in credit at the time. Like okay. My credit was A1. Okay. So I'm like, I'm ready to, uh, to do this. So okay. he showed me a check that he had made $2,500 in 10 days. And it, it pretty much, once he showed me that, that I was wasn't it. trying to hear what my wife was trying to hear. I wasn't trying to hear what <laughs> nobody was saying. I'm like, Right. I'm like 2,510 days. I'm like on my own. And right. I wasn't even thinking about, it wasn't even the fact whether the, I didn't think about whether the money made sense. I just felt that I could be my own boss. I can make my own rules. And that, that was kind of like that ego thing. Why I moved out of my pop's house. I want to make my own rules. Why I want to quit my job. I want to make my own rules. Right. So I, I never liked the authority ever. I never liked nobody being able to tell me what to do. So I always had a problem with that. Gotcha. So in my first jump, without even doing any research on trucking, there was no YouTube channel I could go to. There was no classes I could take four years ago. So I really just completely just jumped in. The guys that were guiding me didn't know any more than I knew. They still only got one truck now. <laughs> right, right, you know right. What I'm so I ended up, end up taking the game and elevating, but they didn't end up getting any further than, than, I, than, than, I, than they are right now. Got you. Got you. Know, you. So, so, so no experience at all. 
you had to go somewhere to to at least make that first step. What did you What did you do to know how to make the first step to get in? The thing is, the, the work was there. So okay. if, if he's saying he's gonna give me a route, okay, and you're gonna plug me in a truck, okay, I'm the driver, okay. Gotcha. Just the game plan. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> it ain't no business plan outside of that. I'm okay. like, I'm, I'm gonna drive this truck. I'm, I'm gonna pay myself. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. It's just, it's just a lot of stuff. The operational costs I really didn't understand in my first year is why I lost so much money. Got you, got you. So you go and get one truck. Yeah, yeah. I just go and rent to budget. I rented that budget for the, um, for three weeks to just to get a feel of it. How much like, did that cost you renting from budget? Do you remember? It was a um, he, he gave me the deal. It was as a FedEx contractor. He gave me his deal. It was four hundred a week, unlimited miles. Okay. Of course, you know we burnt that up. So they know they they, <laughs> they ain't even doing that no more. But right, yeah, right, yeah, right. We, we was running as many miles as we wanted to off of four hundred bucks. Okay. Okay, so so how how did that work out for you? I mean, tell me about that. You're renting through bu- budget. What what happens next? So it led, it led up to me. Of course, I want to own my own truck because I'm right. like, okay, this this rental stuff is good, but I can't maneuver it. I can't put my little speakers in. I can't, you know, I can't throw me a little, little CD player or nothing, you know, up up in it because it's not mine. Yeah. How how were your mar- margins with the with the rental truck? Was- the margins. Okay, so the margins. Then I didn't at that time. I didn't understand margins. I didn't understand business. Period. Okay. That's okay. why I had lost previously. Okay. Because I didn't under, I didn't know what a P and L was. I had never went to college. I literally was taking street hustle to trucking. Gotcha. But with the street hustle, I never was able to rise because I could. I, I wasn't ever really good at man- managing my money. Okay. I was good at making it, but I wasn't good at managing. And keeping it. So, it. so as it was or making in, it grow for you, it yeah. was going out. So I never paid attention to really to really structure and like how I need to run a business. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. All right, so d- do you remember like what your margins were at all during that time? So, just just know, in my first year and a half, I didn't make any money. Okay, okay, got you. For the first, did you lose months, money? Yes. <laughs> so you didn't even break even. No, you so, just how, how so, much did you lose? So I would say so in my first two years. I only been in trucking for four years. Yep. In my first two years, I only made a thousand dollars profit. The whole year, first two years. The first two years. So you made a thousand dollars profit. Right. So the first eighteen months. The first 18 months, see, look, okay, so this lady, she, she, it was a trickery of the gross numbers. Okay. That, that, that the same way that people look at the 3.5, they, they don't really, they're not realizing what the real numbers are. Mm-hmm. The real numbers are still a lot more than what they're making, but right. they're not realizing that it's really not 3.5. They're between gross and net. So the lady, so the lady, so, so with one contract, the dude give me, I'm making 70,000. So I get a daytime Amazon route, 70,000. So I'm like, woo, 140,000, <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. Right. But I wasn't looking at what it was costing me to actually do the work. Okay. So at the time, so I'm making, I'm getting paid 250 and 250. What mm. it's costing me a hundred dollars in fuel. Mm. Okay. I got insurance. I got maintenance. Okay. So what's really left? Right. So when I looked at my PL 18 months later, you're talking negative 17,000, negative 13,000, because as long as I had money on that credit card, I was swiping. Right. As long as I right. had money in my account, I was swiping. So as it was coming in, I it was, was swiping. Going out. As I was coming in, I was swiping. So as long as my car wasn't saying no, right. I felt like I was winning. Why why did it take you so long to look at your PL? Why why is 18 months? I didn't months even later? know what a PL was. <laughs> so you you wanna know what stopped me? <laughs> when the credit card declined. <laughs> 
So when the car started declining, when the credit card and the, when the credit card declined, that's a hard stop. And then when the debit card declined, that's when I realized, okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm, Bro, what am I doing? Well, I just did a hundred thousand. I'm hustling you know, backwards so I, here. I just did one. Well, I had did one seventy five that year, and then I had already done some some pretty good numbers that year. So I'm like, okay. So my wife came in because at first it was just me. Okay. So. It was me doing the, I was a dispatcher. I was finding my own work. I was doing my own accounting. That's why I tell people you need a team. You got to think like a CEO coming in or you're going to lose. Right. I was thinking like a worker. Mm. I was thinking like, you have to like the owner operator mind, but you you only one person. You got to pay somebody and you got to outsource that, that um the compliance. You got to outsource that to somebody. Okay. You can't think that you're going to do it. It only costs $100 a month to get somebody to do your compliance. Okay. It only costs, the accountant would have charged me $200 a month to let me know what was going on. Two, $300 a month. So because I didn't want to pay those people, I ended up paying, like, I ended up losing so much money. So once my wife came in at, at 18 months, we got the P&L. I got to see negative negatives. I got to see where I was losing at. At that point, I decided, okay, I need to create a formula to where I even know what, what, like, like how much even did. Because think about it. If I don't even, if I don't even know how much it's costing me, how do I even know if a route's good or not? Right. You get what I'm saying? So right. a, a lot of, I see so many people going out of business because they don't even know what it's costing to operate. Right. So if you don't, it's, it's kind of like going to any business. If you don't, if you want to open a restaurant, you're going to have to know how much it's going to cost to make the hamburger in order to know what to sell the hamburger for. That's a fact. So you're going, so you're going to have to know. So in trucking, it translates over to, you're going to have to know what is going, what that route going to cost you. What does it cost you for insurance? So I, I tell everybody, break all your expenses down into 25 days. Because it's going to be six days, you might not have no work. Break it down. Okay. Break them costs. So when I, so now when I start looking at a route, I can look at it and be like, okay, no, no. The no is instant because I know that in order to run this route, I'm going to need, it's costing me a dollar, 15 cents a mile. I need a dollar 75 to be able to make it make sense for me. Right, right, right. Got so, you. So at that point, I was able to turn it around. So my next six months, so the next six months, I dug myself completely out of the hole. I was about, I was probably about 50, about 40, about 40 in. Okay. Okay. About forty in. And next forty in a red. Yeah. Okay. Damn. All right. So what was what, what's the first adjustment that you made? Like, what's the first thing that you changed? I mean, outside of just looking at your P and L, like when you started looking at those numbers, those line items one by one, what's the first thing you realized you had to fix? The first thing I had to fix is I had to stop taking taking work that didn't make sense. Okay. I said I, I decided I said if it I'm not moving it, I would rather this truck sit here and I just pay the insurance some other kind of way. I get a job and pay this truck note before I get out and run this truck and beat it up mm. and, and, and take a route that's not going to cover my maintenance. It's not going to cover anything. Got you. And, and how would you? How did you know what made sense and not? What was your framework to figure that out? The framework was knowing my costs. So once I knew my costs, I'm like, okay, if I could just do four of these a week or five of these a week, I'd be able to survive and be able to do it. Okay. So the problem was I was so busy running the work that didn't make sense and I didn't have help. I didn't have time to answer the phone for the people who did have work that makes sense. Mm, you get what I'm saying? So got you. As a worker bee, I'm just working. I'm just working. I'm doing everything. I'm answering the phone. I'm on the thing trying to book loads. You know, I'm doing all of this stuff by right. myself. Right. So I couldn't see where I was, you know, I couldn't see my feet. Yeah. So that's why I, I tell everybody, the CEO mind is the coach's mind. You got to step outside of that business in order to make it to make it grow because you can't understand what you need to do while you're in it. You got know? you. So, so at this point, you're still working exclusively with Amazon? Yeah. Well, no, um, I was working with Jordy with Amazon, but I was I was taking airport loads from different brokers and okay. you know I, w- I was filling in some blanks here and there. Now, yeah. are, are are you able to like cherry pick the loads working with them in that way, or is it to where they have like that uh, you know, like 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 a, a dictatorship? Like how did, how was the relationship with with them? 
So you know, so of course you know they want they 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 work they freight to be exclusive. Right. So so I had one coming out of East Point, then I had got one from a different company, from a different broker per se, that was coming out of Chattanooga. Okay. So I was I was running it. I would run to Chattanooga during the daytime. I would run the um the other Amazon, the, the East Point load at nighttime. Okay. So I was able to run both of them. The biggest mistake I made as far as my cost factor is how is getting another rental truck. So two months in. I ain't tell you this. So two okay. months in, okay. I got another truck and I got another driver. I had my cousin come from St. Louis. Okay. So now I got two trucks that ain't making money. <laughs> I got two trucks putting me in a hole. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm running, I'm running. And then and, and six months later, I'm getting happy. So see, I haven't realized, think about it, I'm still credit happy. Right. I go, I go to a commercial dealer and I walk in there and I go get me a, a, um, I go get me a cargo van. Mm. No money down. I got A1 credit. I mm. walked in, walked out with it. Didn't have any work for it. I had that thing for three years, and I probably made two grand with it. Are you serious? I never was able to What, what, what made you think about getting a cargo van? Just because you saw somebody else with it? <laughs> the, C, the CEO mindset. It felt like a good I idea. Like the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 need, I, need the, I need the box truck. I need the exactly. cargo van. I so, need it all. So when I'm taking pictures, I'm taking pictures from an aspect of, look, I got two trucks. Yeah. I got this van. I'm looking good. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking, I'm looking real good. So I felt like I was doing something. Right. Because I was. Right. I had a driver here, a driver there. I had people working for me. Right. So they was getting paid even though I wasn't. Right. But it felt, it, it was the feeling, it was the entrepreneurial feeling. Right, right, was, right. That I was in search of, that I wanted to feel like the boss. It felt like I was doing something. And, and, and I learned another valuable lesson. You know, the company needs to grow the company, not you. Right, you right, don't right. Decide, you don't take your money outside of the company and grow the company unless the worst justify. It would be the equivalent to being in the streets and having a bird worth the clientele and going to buy 10 birds. Right. You get what I'm saying? You, right. you, 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 you scale up from the clientele. The clientele tells you the demand yeah. makes you grow. Not yeah. you just decide that you want to get another truck yeah. or you want to get another van. Were, were, were your drivers happy? Were the employees happy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were getting employees, paid pretty good? was always good. I always paid people well. Okay. I never really had a problem keeping and retaining drivers. It was just more functionality and me being like, okay, I'm not making anything. Okay. So I wanted to quit about five times. I okay. Almost, I almost gave up three or four or five times. It, it was shouts out to my wife for, for um, <laughs> holding for, it down. Yeah, for, for, for giving me that push when I was like, I'm done. Right. I'm done. Right, I'm right. going to go back to work. And right. she was like, I, just, I feel it. Something's about to happen. Just keep yeah, going. Yeah. And, and to be told, it happened. So, so at this time, you have the two trucks, like box mm-hmm. trucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get the van that's sitting somewhere doing whatever yeah. it's doing. Sitting at the crib. Yeah, in the red, yeah. right? In Negative forty thousand. Yeah. Right, let's talk about how we start clawing our way back up to the to to at least break even. Like what what do you start what do you start doing now? Got more aggressive on the on the lower boards. Okay. Got, got more aggressive. Start calling, reaching out to more people. Stop depending on Amazon solely. Okay. Because in this time, in this time, the story is interesting because eight months after I started the business in Atlanta, I moved the trucking company to Phoenix. Okay. So I moved to Phoenix for 18 months and I grind out Amazon. I found the connection on Craigslist for two um for two load for two loads, two two trucks worth of work okay. out in Phoenix. So gotcha. me and my cousin, so I'm like, look, all right, we're going to Phoenix. The rates look a little bit good. Right. And I'm sick of Atlanta. I'm sick of trying to play the part and all this. I want to <laughs> go somewhere where it's sunny and it don't rain all the time. Right, right. So so I go out there for 18 months. I make it happen. I hit a couple brokers up. I started to do some different work out there. I was doing Amazon. I was reaching out to um I, I was reaching out to right away. I was running loads for them. It wasn't consistent, but I learned that the, the non-consistent work paid more than the dedicated work. So hmm. I started to mix the dedicated work was to pay my bills. Right. The broker work was to was to make profits because they the profit margin was 
50% more. Usually that's that's the unconventional thought. Usually people will say that the dedicated work is where you want to be at. No, the dedicated work is where you want to be at from a sense of consistency. Okay. From the, the job mind, you know, from the consistency, I don't want to look for work mind. Okay. Which is why Amazon Freight right now doesn't pay me as much as I can go get somewhere else. Okay. But it's consistent and it allows me to be here. Got you. So I look for the work that allows me to be here, not for the ones with the biggest profits. So some people would rather be in a business full time and running it, trying to make the most money. I want my time. So I would rather make the 800,000, you know, instead of making all of the millions, 800,000 here off this company, 800,000 off of this company. I'd rather do that because for one, for one, I get bored easy. Right. So I need multiple companies because I'm going to get bored with trucking on any one thing. Right. This is my personality. I just, you know, multi, you know, multi-faceted. multifaceted. Yeah, How you do know. you start finding these other customers and these other people you start reaching out outside cold, of cold calling, man? Okay, and that's the thing I push on my thing. Like everybody, like you don't gotta. I don't just push Amazon because because I did it. I just say it's a good starting point. They gonna they, they're a shipper. Right. You want to find shippers. Right. Shippers is the most important person in the game. So anybody saying, oh, not let's not look at this shipper is crazy. Right. Because brokers are looking for who. Shippers. shippers. Dispatchers are looking for who? Shippers. Carriers are looking for who? Shippers. Okay then. So why shippers. am I so why so why am I not going to continue to build my relationship with a shipper right. when everybody's looking for shippers? Right. It doesn't make sense to say go talk to a broker when I can talk to a shipper. Right, right, right. That's I, a fact. I get my money every week. That's a fact. How do you find shippers? You find I find shippers cold calling, man. If how do you know who to cold call? Anybody. Hey, <laughs> if I drive past and they got a dog door, I'm calling. That's my philosophy. <laughs> I'm calling. It don't matter. I'm calling. I'm do you do that? Do you actually drive in like like uh, areas where there's a lot of uh, uh, men? I can't think of the word right now, but you know, uh, areas uh, industrial parts. Yeah. Uh, looking for the bay doors and so forth nah, and so nah, on. It's, it's just like you go. You on like, Google. I'm I mean, I mean Google. Okay. Broker brokers near me. Okay. Freight forwarders near me. Okay. Um, third party logistics companies near me. Okay. So I got I get on the phone. You ain't even got to be driving. They all listed. Got gotcha. Distribution centers near me. When so you, you don't even have to go out and drive. I mean, we got Google. You when know, you I, call them, what do you say? I just I just asked for somebody in the shipping department. Okay. And I then said, what do you say? I said, I, I said, hey, um, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was driving by or either I fake like I had been in a facility before and I was like, hey, you know, I was there dropping off a load and I was running if you guys, you know, need have any need for 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 a local guy that's always in the area. Right. You know, it's much better for me to come and service you right. here locally than you having some guy that's just passing through town to trust him with your freight. He might run off. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> right. I started to build that. Like, look, look, I'm here. I did the same thing in Phoenix. Hey, look, I'm, I'm a local guy in the area. Okay. And, and, and brokers are always, if, they, if it's consistent freight, they would much rather deal with somebody locally in the area. Because I didn't got, I didn't link up with some brokers that put me on to some, some, some really hot stuff too. Though. How many no's before you got to a yes? In, in, in Typically, usually, yeah. So, so in Phoenix, um, I was I, I I called thirty people, and only got one hit. Okay, number and what, number. And what number, that what that one hit do for you? That, that one hit got me about seventy five thousand a year. I'll Not bad. Not yeah, bad. Persistence. Persistence. Yeah. So, so I mean, so that's how I got it. You gotta be. What type of freight was that? It was. It was it was a company that had a contract with the hospitals. Okay. So I was delivering like dialysis machines. Okay. So this was super easy work. So they would call me and pay me one sixty to put one dialysis machine <laughs> on my on this big twenty six foot box truck. It took up one piece of space. I really could have did it in my cargo van, but I didn't have a lift gate on it. Okay. And the work and they they wasn't guaranteeing me to work. They was they was calling me often, but it was no guarantee. So I do so some weeks I do three grand with them. So Got you. Try to do 500 with them. Got you. But it ended up it ended up being cool because I, I had a shipper. I had I had air gas. 
the day was a shipper that I that I ended up able to um they they give me like five hundred dollars to go like 150 miles, but they wouldn't call me all the time. So that but it'll be a it'll be a good day when they do. Gotcha. You know, I had I had Redaway Freight. Okay. Redaway Freight pays the best. They'll pay me seven hundred dollars to go to go sixty miles. Mm. Mm. But you're gonna be putting twenty five hundred pound pallets on the lift gate. Right. And wear and tear. And that ain't no fun to deal with. You gotta right. think about it. I'm I'm scrawny. Yeah. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? So I'm a scrawny dude. Yeah. So you so you figure if I'm if I'm on a on a on a on a pallet jack, I'm trying to turn it. I got, I got bird seeds, bird seeds, bags busted, right, right, right. all on my floor. Now right. my floor greasy. <laughs> now I'm in the back slipping. So even though it wasn't that much wear and tear as far as mileage, I realized I don't I ain't trying to be doing all of this. That that's hectic. Right. I done, I done had pallets fall off. Right. I didn't almost smash my foot. Cause I, I jumped, I had something fell off, and I kind of came off the off the lift gate with it. Mm. So I had to realize in that moment, okay, there's work that pays more, but what are you willing to do? Right, right, right. And, and that's what everybody got to ask yourself. It ain't like what makes the most money. Right. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not lazy, but I'm not like I'm not the guy with the jackhammer on the construction site. Got I'm more you. of the foreman type. I'm not. I'm a thinker. I'm not really more like I'm not really that good with my hands. So when it comes to so Amazon worked perfectly for me. Pallet Jack, I was familiar with it from a warehouse. Right. From a warehouse standpoint, so I was familiar with it. So that, that stuff would work that was easy like that. Required a pallet jack, but dock to dock. And I ain't I ain't trying to be on that lift gate um playing with 2,500 pound pallets. Got so, you. So, so that stopped pretty, pretty, pretty quick. So 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 why'd you leave Phoenix? I left Phoenix because I realized that that market had constraints that I would be able to do really good as a one truck person, even though if it now don't get me wrong, out there in peak season I ate good. I was able to rent four trucks, hire seasonal drivers, and kill it. Okay. But the problem, so you're still renting. You didn't buy a truck yet. No, no. It, it, at this time, I had I had bought I had I had owned two trucks. Okay, so you had two, and then you rented two. Right. No, I had two, and I probably rented an additional three. Okay, gotcha. To make it to the point where I, where I was running five trucks. During, gotcha. Okay. Peak season. So, okay. So the whole time I'm, I'm running it, I understood it. But guess what happened? I, I turn up for peak season, I make sixty grand, right? But guess what happened? The slow season comes around. So now I'm using this whole 60 grand to keep my drivers and to just maintain the rental costs and everything during that time while it's not really any much break. So that peak season did good, but it still was bad because I lost all my money. Got Same you. thing happened the following year. Went up, did another 67,000 profit. Lost it all in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, the three months preceding that because I didn't have any work. Got you, got you, got so, you. So it didn't happen until that, rolling to that third year where after that peak season, boom. I had the peak season, and for the first time, I had work on the other side of peak season, mm. which then I had consistent work. Okay. So dedicated work. So anybody out there on the load board, that's tires. I had 10 trucks over the road. So I know about being over the road. Picture working 16 hours a day. Me and my wife both working 16 hours a day trying to dispatch these trucks. Right. So at that point, I'm like, this is too much work. Granted, I'm making double the money that I'm making at Amazon, but I'm working twice as much. And now my wife's working twice as much. So who's going to cook for the kids? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you're driving as well still. No, no. You, you didn't no, drive yet? You're not, no, you, at that point, I'm not driving. Okay. As soon as, like, I stopped driving, I stopped driving about a year and a half ago when I decided, I decided that there's no way that I could, that I could be a CEO from the truck. Mm. I could be a CEO for me, but there's no way I can grow this. Expound so, on that, please. So, okay. So, so check this out. So in July of 2019, I made a decision. I said, for the next 90 days, I'm not doing anything besides trucking. Because I, I was hopping in Uber, trying to do Uber to make ends meet. I was trying to keep the entrepreneur dream alive. I'm not going back to work. So I said, look, 
The only way I read a book called the E-Myth, and, and, and it dawned on me. It said that it, it, it was it was like you can't be it being in the business. So I like okay for the next ninety days, I looked at my income. I said okay, how much is my how much is my um is my cost of living? I'm like okay, I can survive off about forty five hundred five G's. Okay, all right. At this time, I had paid up my credit cards a little bit, so I had a little bit of credit. So I had about six months enough enough where I had six months worth of, uh, worth of bills. Okay. So I said I'm gonna stay in this house. I'm gonna work these phones until I figure something out. It ended up paying off. Okay. So I stayed in the house and um, I ended up getting accepted to, excuse me, I ended up getting accepted to Amazon Relay. Okay. At the time, you needed to have a semi. So I finessed the game and I ended up hitting up JB Hunt because my insurance was like, why you need trailer interchange if you don't have a semi? Right. But at the time, Amazon Relay said you need trailer interchange. Gotcha. So I had to act like, so I went, so I, so I had to act like I was getting it. So I went to JB Hunt. And they end up reaching out. I act like I want to work with them. They reached out to my insurance. Boom. And gave the me interchange. Interchange. There you go. So it was $150. So the loan person be like, well, I'm going to pay $150. Boom. It was the whole scheme to make sure I'm ready and locked in for Amazon. Boom. Right. So now, so now I'm working, but I'm in a truck to, you know, to keep some money coming in. Okay. But I'm still thinking like, okay, I got to get somebody else in this truck. Okay. So as, I, as I'm building it up, I started, I started getting clever. I said, okay, I learned about these labor-only moving companies. So I started to reach out to labor-only moving companies, and I'm like, look, I got a box truck. Y'all doing labor-only moves. Why don't I promote myself as a moving company, and, won't, and whenever jobs y'all get to need a truck, y'all team up with me, and I'll reach out the truck. Right, Boom. right, right. So, we saw, so, so I started to do that, and that started to bridge the gap for the income. Gotcha. It started to make sense. So then I ended up starting a moving company in the process. Mm. That's why I would run my truck for Amazon at night, periodically, whenever I had loads, and I would run the, the moving company during the daytime. So now I started to get back in the thing. Mind you, on my way back from Phoenix, the motor went out in my new truck, my $30,000 truck, the motor head went out. So I'm stuck with an old 24-foot box truck, like straight raggedy, little raggedy piece. And this, this is all I got now. I'm ready to quit. Right, I'm like, right, right. I'm like my big truck. I'm like, I'm paying a $1,200 note on the truck that the motor went out on. Yeah. But I didn't want to mess up my credit. Right. I had survived with my credit. So fast forward, I end up, I, October came around, and I ended up getting, I, I ended up, um, somebody was telling me about Selectus. It okay. was a box truck load board. Yep. I put one truck on, no, it's September. I put one truck over the road, I'm making $2,500 profit. I'm like, oh yeah, so guess what I go out and do? What's that? I go out and go get nine more trucks. <laughs> okay. So Amazon had hit me up and said that they potentially could need somebody who got 10 trucks. They had sent me the email. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go get nine trucks and put them over the road. And worst case, if Amazon works out, I can just move these trucks to Amazon. To Amazon, right? You know what I'm saying? Now, so, are you how how are you how are you financing these trucks? You purchasing them or you I rented them all? Rented them, okay. I rented them all, okay. So I called Ryder. I'm like, look, I'm trying to get nine trucks for a long time. They cut me a rate of three fifty a week and nine cents a mile. Got you. I'm like, so my operation cost it made sense. I'm like, okay, I'm only even if I'm doing a lot of miles, I'm only about six hundred, seven hundred dollars a week. So for people who's curious, to rent a truck from Ryder, what do you need to do? What do you need to have? What credentials? You would need to, it just depends on your, 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 your mouthpiece. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. like different people could, like it could be rules, but I break rules. Okay. So, so, you know. Make rules. So, so I, I would say, so Ryder, you would call and they'll tell you that they don't, they don't, they don't want to rent you a truck, you know, until you got two years in business. But if you talk to the right person, you keep calling, somebody's going to let you in. Hey, look, man, I got this box truck. I'm trying to rent it for a long time. They'll, they they will let you in. Gotcha. You, you know, eventually you just gotta call around. The, you call the one in Atlanta, they might not. You gotta. Everything is all about 
taking rejection well. Mm. Essentially, everything is about not not stopping. Those no's mean you getting closer to the yes. Swipe yourself out to believe that, and, yeah. and you will be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so keep keep on going with the story. So I'm I'm, I'm still listening. Okay, okay. So so October happened. So I'm going crazy. I have I got ten trucks over the road. I have a driver. I have a driver drive. <laughs> a driver drive through a way station with a blunt. With a blunt. With a blunt. Okay. With a blunt. All right. This dude, so he gets pulled in sight and he gets shut down for 24 hours. So I had already booked another load. So I had to fly out to Kansas and go continue this load because my my name, Pegway, which was the name of my company at first, is now Third Eye. Yep. But, it, but it was Pegway at the time and I, I stand by my name. So I went out there, went out there to fly to move the truck because he was coming through uh, coming through Atlanta because he had to go to Florida. Right. So I just so I went out to Kansas, drove it. He dropped me off. He kept going. Of course, I fired him after that, but I had to finish the load. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So For I sure. was just catching hell. So that was one instance. Then, boom, I had another driver quit on me while he was in Florida. Left the truck in Florida. Now mm. I had to send two people up there. Mm. So then I had a guy, had a, had a family emergency, left the truck in Baltimore. At that point, I'm like, okay, this is starting to make a lot less sense because the drama and the, the sweaty armpits of all of these moments of like, ah, okay. Right. So I'm like, you know what? So I, I'm like, okay, I got to deal with this because now I got all these trucks out. And then I, I made a bad promise to the drivers. Worst mistake. I promised drivers that they'll be out for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So the problem that I started to run into is that it's easy to, to, to navigate trucks when they're willing to go anywhere. Right. But it's hard when they're only trying to come back one direction. Right. So as, I, as people start to want to come home, I start to be like, man, if they ain't willing to stay out for two weeks, it ain't even no point of even doing it because I'm losing money because a lot of people, if I guarantee you that, I'm standing behind it. Right. I had trucks to drive back all the way from Denver. $700, $800 in fuel, plus I'm still paying them. Wow. So it, so it started not to make sense. So finally, through all of that, the fates finally, Amazon finally hit me up for a walkthrough. Okay. So it still was kind of like a surreal moment because I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I've been dreaming of this. Now, keep in mind, I started four layers under Amazon. I started working for, I was almost like signing four labels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was almost like being signed at GU. You like Drake. Yeah, yeah. You, you, know you signed a Lil Wayne, Birdman, yeah, Universal. So, so, I'm, so the dude that put me on, he's under another company that's working directly with. So I'm four layers down. So my dream was like, man, I need to get to Amazon directly. Right. Hell, if I can at least get to the dude, if I can just jump over this dude, I'd be all right. You know what I'm saying? So right. my whole thing was, was that. So I had finally had my opportunity to get that jump. Boom, we jump in. I do the walkthrough. At that moment, I knew it was real. Okay. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I hit all my drivers. What's the walkthrough, just so people who don't understand? So, so the walkthrough with Amazon, they just going through, showing me a facility, not knowing that I had already been through the facility. I okay. had been working for the facility, you know. And I ended up meeting this dude, dopest dude at Amazon, man, this dude named JT. Super cool dude. He showed me around. He he, he helped me out with everything. Right. Boom, he brings me in. So, so they don't do the walkthrough for everybody. You gotta be ready. You gotta be you official. You gotta be dedicated. You gotta, so, okay, okay. I don't even know if they even do dedicated no more. Okay. I, I had somebody on my comments like, Box Truck, I've been doing Amazon for nine years. They don't do dedicated. Well, <laughs> guess what? I guess I'm the exception to the rule because I have to walk through four box trucks. Right. So, 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 so fast forward. Right. That, you know, so, so, so he did the walkthrough. I, he went through, showed me around, was like, okay. So they didn't end up giving me 10 trucks, 10, 10 routes. They end up giving me eight, eight routes. So I kept two trucks over the road. Cause I needed to make some of the money back, and it was easier to manage the two trucks more than managing. So I had a couple trucks over the road, eight, eight trucks moving to Amazon. So fast forward from October, 
We started Amazon somewhere around like November 15th, November 20th. Okay. Hit the ground running. So they had me on a temporary. I never had a contract for the record. I never had a contract. I don't have a contract with Amazon right now. Okay. It's all performance based. So they so they brought me in there with eight routes. And they're like, okay, if you do good with these eight routes, we'll keep you on. So mm. I killed it with the eight routes. I, I even I, I sent so I brought my trucks off the road. And I sent those, I started to see that they had a lot of extra work because a lot of other guys were dropping routes. So I brought my two trucks home. I had them to just be on standby. Okay. They was catching work every day. Mm, so, gotcha, that was so, smart. So now, so my strategy and how I beat out everybody else who became number one, I became number one with them because I sent those two trucks there just in case somebody called off. So other people asking me dumb questions like, I'm gonna say dumb questions, it's a good question. Because they <laughs> asked me how much I make per truck, but to me, in my mind, man, I'm on some tea. I'm on, I'm on something different than what y'all on. Y'all on, I look at what my operation make. I don't trip off of what one truck make because you get caught up in what one truck make, then you looking at you piecing truck by truck. I look at as long as my operation enough to pay my managers and everybody involved, then it makes sense for me. Right. So fast forward, so it so all of this started to make a whole lot of sense for me. So now I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. So they end up giving me extra routes to where I had 10 routes before peak season was over. Mm. So so with the persistence and they like my system, like how are you not dropping routes? Everybody else is, you know, I had the sauce. Right. So then, so come January, when it's time to keep people, they let a couple people go, they kept me on and they gave me two more routes. Um, Come come February, March, April, next thing you know, I'm up, I'm up to 25 routes. Mm. You know, next thing you know, I'm running 27. Mm. You know, so they just kept giving me more and more work you know, as, as as they need it. But keep in mind, I don't have a contract. Right. So as long as I'm doing good, they pretty much keep me. Right. So, right. So so that's pretty much how it went on for the whole year. That's, that's, so that was 19 going into 2020. Mm-hmm. So 2020 was that breakout year. It was that first year where completely I didn't I didn't search for. I searched for some loads to fill in the blanks. Right. Um, Shout out to my, my um, broker partner, Brian at BBI. He, he always hit me off with real good loads out here in Atlanta. Right. Um, he hit me off with a few loads. But it was mostly Amazon. It was me using using my moving um, using my moving company during the daytime to use some of those trucks to cut some of the costs. Right. Because how, 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 how typical is that for Amazon to give someone that that much responsibility of that many routes, twenty seven routes? Like, if you compare yourself to some of your peers, I mean, do you know anybody else in the network? Well, yeah, because it's like because the Amazon ATL six right now it's about me and like seven other carriers. Okay. So at first it was one carrier. And they had all of the routes. They owned the whole dock, 150, 150 routes. Okay. So as they started to miss, miss, you know, one, two here, three, yeah, yep. yeah they start to miss them. They start to be like, well, we need to bring some more people in because they not, they got comfortable. Mm. So next thing you know, they start. They, it was me. I was like a third person that they brought in. Next thing you know, they start to bring in more people just because they didn't want to depend on one carry. Because what happens if your driver steals some freight? Right. So now if we got to get rid of you and you got. 30 routes, right. you got 50 routes. Right. That's a whole lot of ground. How easy is it going to be to find a cat with difficult. 50 routes? Very, very it's difficult. It's going to be difficult. So yeah. they started to split it up so they wouldn't have to depend on one company just because they got to kick somebody out. Right, right, right. Very smart on their part. So it's about, so I, so it's guys that I came up with that I'm right there or, or that I passed up. A lot of guys. Wow. A lot of, most of the guys that was right there with me that was ahead, I'm, I'm definitely ahead of them now. Got you, sure. got you, got you. So tell me a little bit more about your operation and how you run things. I mean, you you, you talked about the, the little secret sauce that you have, keeping those two guys to the side. What other things do you do to make your operation run smoothly? Time savers. I use lock boxes. Okay. I use lock boxes on my truck. I had to come up with a creative way. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to meet these drivers. I'm meeting drivers every night. Meeting drivers every night. I'm like, if I ain't coming to the truck, it was cool when I was coming to the truck and we all meet up together. Yeah. But as I go and see your status, 
lockboxes. I had them on my Airbnbs already because at the time I still right. had, you got a couple hustles. Right, 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 right. So I took that same thing, started putting lockboxes on my truck. So it eliminated two problems for me. Went for the drivers and when, it, when, when somebody needed to come and work on my truck. Mm, exactly. Box, they called me. Hey, man, there's nobody here with the truck. Walk to the back of the truck, sir. And I'll give <laughs> right. you the code to go in the lockbox. Right. Like, they like, that's cold. Right, right, so right. So I started to figure out ways to save me time. Mm. And that's pretty much where, where, where the shift started to happen. And that CEO mindset, I started to figure out what can save me more time. Right. right. Dedicated routes with Amazon would eliminate me having to have five dispatches. Mm. Because every because now I got one dispatcher running the whole thing because it's one system, it's right. one shipper. Right. So I look for ease in my businesses, not the most money. Right. Because I, I got multiple of them. I don't. I don't. I don't need so. So. So that was the that was the the key thing that started to say. Picture picture driving forty five minutes every time somebody gotta 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 meet you at your truck. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. That's seriously inconvenient. Yeah. So so little little things like that was just and then fuel cards. You know, some cats try to go fill up their thing. Come on, man. Don't go get you a Wex Fuel Card. Wex Fuel Card not only offers you the, the, the um, a credit line, but they, they also builds your company credit because they report every 30 days. Mm. So that was a double whammy. I started to build my business credit and I started to have fuel cards. So when acquiring drivers, that's attractive. This dude got box trucks. He got a system. He got a group text. So for a small company, I'm looking like the better small company to work for because I got more structure. Right. I got the group me app. I got so oh here, here's your fuel cards, a fuel card in every truck. Here's your driver ID. Right. Here's your PIN number. Right. So I learned that keeping drivers was based on me paying on time and me being transparent with what the actual work was and also being structured and being able to, okay, the truck broke down, sending them an Uber, having that Uber business account, mm. operating eight. Hey, book the Uber, I reimburse you, or either eight. Hey, send me your phone number, I'm gonna send you an Uber. Send them the text message, the Uber's outside. Right. So they, they like the fact that dealing with my business, you know you ain't gonna ever be stranded no more. You ain't gonna call your people. Right. So I lost a lot of profit. I could have been more profitable if I was more stingy, but I wouldn't be able to retain people. And anybody that knows, I and and, and try it's, it takes so much time and effort to recruit. So you either gonna spend money and time on recruiting, or you could just pay people more. I choose to pay people more and treat people better. That's yeah. my philosophy. I, I like that. I like that. Typically, how, how do you recruit when you're outreaching the drivers? Do you just use ads or word of mouth? Like, how do you? Um, I use Indeed and Craigslist, but mostly, most of my drivers like working for me. So they're going to go tell their friends about it. Right. You know, they pull up to a truck stop on an on a Amazon Power Only route or, at, or in a box truck route. They, gonna, they, they, they bring people with me. They, so, hey, they got a clean driver record, two years experience, tell them to call me. Right. You know? And right. So, so I started to have my drivers do more recruiting than anything. Mm, got you. So you, 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 like you said, you moved into this, this, this CEO mindset. You started managing more from the top, and I'm sure it kind of freed up some more of your time to start oh, yeah. thinking about how you wanted to kind of grow your business some more. So what, what, what'd you do moving forward after that? So, so now, I wouldn't say my business is is not stagnant because, like I said, tonight I'm running 17 box trucks. I'm running. Um, I got, I got two, I got two semis on the road right now. Got another five semis on the way. You know, so because I got rid of all the rentals, I'm like, I'm just in the box you know, for tax tax purposes. It's okay. Tax okay. So, so and now I'm more growing in the 18 wheeler space because it gives me more. As I'm scaling up my company, I need to get to shippers. Shippers are impressed by capacity and how much you can bring. So it's it's hard to woo uh, a shipper when you got when you only got you know when you only got box trucks. Right. Because with the, with a semi, I can put. I could put fuel on the back of that thing. I could put cars on the back of it, refrigerated, 
You know, I can put the Dropbox. I can put Flatbed. I got way more options. Right. So I'm not expanding my business in a sense of making more money per trucks. That's a benefit. Right. I'm expanding my business so I can get more shippers. Right. Right. Because I also have a freight brokerage. Okay. Well, I consult a freight brokerage for the record. Tell, tell me, tell me <laughs> about that. What's, how how'd that get started? So, so, so technically, technically you can't have own both companies. Right. But of course I understand business and you won't find my name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I consult both companies essentially. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it, it only makes sense because if I'm getting so many, so much work, if I got so much work that I can't handle keep the capacity, up with, yep. you get, you, you just throw it on low board. Yeah. So now you never drop a rod again. Yeah. So when you're able to sell that to a shipper, where it's like, hey, look, even if my driver call off, I got a, I got a carrier base of a thousand carriers. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So right. me, it's all about business is about problem solving. And I tell everybody that you you can't outdo me unless you got a better way to solve the problems. And what people so what, what, the way I see business is this. So this is going to tie into to how to my way of thinking. OK, so. OK, so people look at business or the product as in or, or like say trucking. They look at it. Oh, I have a trucking company, so I'm doing trucking. OK, if you got a trucking company, what's going to make you the difference? The difference between me and you. Right. What's the difference between somebody going to Target or Walmart? Right. Right. Do you shop at Target or do you shop at Walmart? Because this is more broader for people that they can understand. Uh, I shop. I prefer to shop at Target, but you know my wife likes to shop at Walmart. But you shop at Target because of what? I just prefer to be in Target. You the, prefer to be in Target for because, a certain because of the aesthetic. Because the aesthetic, right? And you know, customer I feel service. Like customer service. It's not as crowded. I don't quality. feel like quality. There you go. So 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 now I want to get people to start looking at business from that. Yep. So you you admit it right here on this podcast live. Yep. That 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 we. <laughs> As consumers shop for what we're actually buying, yes. so that means we're not. That means trucking is a commodity. That means Walmart toilet paper is a commodity. Mm. Walmart is selling price and convenience, more locations, lower prices. Target not selling price; they're selling customer service. They're selling quality. Yeah, yeah. They're selling aesthetics. Yeah. They're selling cleanliness. They they're not even selling the same thing. So you can look at Walmart as being bigger than Target because they got more locations, but they're not even selling. They're not even competitors, essentially. Right, right, they're right. not even trying to attract the same people. They're not even the same, in the same lane. Because people that are Target shoppers. <laughs> Target, right, right, right. Target shoppers, you know, they like me. They Target. Yeah. If, if it's Target or Walmart, I'm going to Target all day. Because notice, Target sells authentic Apple products. Where if you go to Walmart, you're going to get that $5 charge, you got to buy five times. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I look right. for, I'm a quality person. Right. I'm right. a customer service person. I'm an aesthetics person. I'm going where the aesthetics, customer service, and the quality is at. That's mm. why I'm shopping. How do, you, how do you integrate aesthetics and quality into a trucking company? Easy. I mean, I feel like the look of your trucks, keeping your trucks clean, but I feel like I feel like you you incorporate that with 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 cleanliness and the operation. Okay. Okay. So if, if I'm coming on board, how can I communicate with somebody? How can I reach my dispatch team? So I got GroupMe apps. The lockboxes is attractive. I don't have to. I, I take away thinking. The CEO job is to think. Right. The worker job is to do. Right. So if you if your if your company has employees that's thinking, then you're gonna fail. <laughs> Because employees are hired to do, not right, to think. Right, right, right. I need right. them to think about certain things, yeah. but the whole point of me, you're working in my creation. Yeah. So I need time to think about how to build in my creation. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's the CEO mindset. What do you think about 
uh, new investors just entertaining uh, getting into the trucking industry without any experience now? With the way things are now currently, what, what do you think about that? Because it's becoming very sexy and trendy, right? To get yeah, into man, the trucking industry. Hey, man, I'm on co- coaching calls all the time about <laughs> like, football players, everybody trying to get in. Yeah. Um, it, it's, 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 it's very attractive. It's very high gross. But I just try to let them know that you got to have a killer on your team. You got to have somebody who's going to put in that work. Because there's work that's going to have to be put in, whether it's you or whether somebody's going to have to put in the 16 hours. Somebody's going to have to do the cold calling. Right. Somebody's going to have to do the broker. Somebody's going to have to do the dispatcher. So somebody's going to have to do, you want to know the, the thing that put my company out of business? What's that? Somebody's going to have to be responsible for compliance. Mm, nobody's compliance. talking compliance. Compliance. Nobody's talking ELDs. The big nobody's C. Talking, nobody's talking hours of service. Right. Nobody's talking that the driver can only drive for 11 hours. Right. So while you're trying to say you want to book these loads, you got to make sure your driver even got their time clock before you can even take a load. Right. But guess what? Dedicated, dedicated freight eliminates that because it's going to be 10 hours in between because I do it every day. So mm. compliance is the thing that put me out of business. That's the most important thing not talked about. That's the thing that every investor needs to look into the, the, the mind of what it takes to get a driver to do something as simple as log into their EOD <laughs> and make sure that when they get pulled over, they're not getting violated. Right. Right. That's a component that nobody's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for sure. Do you think do you think now is the time to get into the trucking industry? I think it's always going to be a time to get it. I mean, trucks, trucks deliver 70 percent. Ground, ground transportation makes up 70% of all moving, of all things moving. You can't find anything in your house. There's not one thing in your house that didn't get here by a truck. Right. Whether it came on plane, got to a truck, then went to a van, right. it touched the ground getting here. So right. it's never oversaturated because not everybody's going to make it. I feel like nobody should be discouraged about getting in because guess what? I'm just like all of them old people are getting out right now. You got a bunch of old head owner operators. Bunch of businesses closing down because they can't get with the new way that it's going on with Amazon paying so low. They can't get with a new strategy of how that of, of a person like me that's like, oh well, if Amazon ain't paying me enough, I'm gonna start a dispatch company at a brokerage, and I'm just gonna be in all three phases instead of you know what I'm saying. They right. can't get with the change the same way hotels complaining about Airbnb. Right. So there is plenty of room for new investors to get in. Just like Airbnbs, they're gonna, they're gonna never be too many because it's growing, it's consistent, and not everybody is gonna make it because not everybody, unless everybody follow the CEO mindset, but they, a lot of people just ain't ready because they they still you know workers in their mind. So investors, right. come in with that CEO mindset. Make sure you got time enough to build it, set it up though. Or you can call me and I can help you set it up, <laughs> you know. But set it no up doubt. to where it can run on its own, and then I would say that. But if you ain't got time to set it up to be there, to actually understand at least the bare minimum, the rudiment of it, I, I just feel like you're destined for failure. Where do you start? Semis, box trucks? Where would you say somebody gets started? How do, they, how do you find your niche? I would just say um, find a niche based on, you know, what you're willing to do. Fuel, a lot of things is too compliance heavy for me. So I don't deal with it. I don't, uh, I stick with dry freight because it's easy. You know, so if you're trying to find a niche, it depends on what you're going for. Are you looking to make the most money? Are you looking to have the smoothest operation? Because that's what dedicated is smoother, but expedited makes more is more profitable. Right. So it depends on are you looking for you know a lot of friction in people calling you because trucks broke down away away, or you are you looking for something smoother? You have to decide in that moment is it you looking for passive a more passive thing that you can do, or are you looking for something that you trying to work in? Right. So that's what's going to determine what you're going to do. That's my I three formula. It goes work, driver, then truck. Strictly. Anybody that's not rocking with that with that formula is going to lose. I mm. guarantee you. I stand behind it. 
Mm. I, I bet you a thousand dollars. Blue magic. I, I, I guarantee you, <laughs> if you don't, if you if you operate in any other way outside of that, and you ain't and your paper ain't long enough to take the eighty that I, the, like I lost eventually over time, you, you're gonna lose because the work is gonna determine investors. The work is gonna determine what type of driver you need. Right. What type of driver is gonna determine what type of truck? Case in point, when I got in the game, well, what did I tell you the work that I had? The work was box truck work. Yep. So I was the driver. Two problems solved. All I had to do was go get the truck. There you go. See what I'm saying? So why was you, so how many people got trucks sent me because they took a course and the person didn't tell them that? Mm. They didn't tell them that they needed to make sure that they had work solidified. And then people asked the question, well, how do I get work if I don't got a truck? Right. You got cold calling, acting like they ain't never lied on the application before. <laughs> Come on, man. Folks acting like folks want to use it to get a job. Use that same grit, that same grind, that same that. finesse. I love that. To get through it. Like yeah. trucking is the finesse game. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I got through this thing about finesse. And if I sat and waited up and tried to be blue collar, man, I would be somewhere <laughs> right. working at the post office still doing Amazon packages instead of delivering. Right, right. You want to start getting timid all of a sudden when, you, uh, when it's for yourself, it right? Apply, it's the same thing, bro. It, the same thing applies. I'm calling these folks acting like I got 10 trucks. <laughs> when Amazon called me and asked me if I had 10, I didn't have 10. Right. I had one. Right. But I told them I had 10 because right. I knew that I had enough money to go rent. Go rent nine more. Mm, mm, no you doubt. You see what I'm saying? No so it's, it's about being able to see the future, you know, before it comes. Got you. Got you. Break down this $3.5 million year for me and just break it down for me how it kind of went for you. This, I mean, we kind of talked a lot about it, but just kind of make it simplify it for the people so they can understand how you were able to uh, hey. gross, that, gross that amount in a, in a year. I was running, like I said, it was you, you figure at one time of the year, I was running potentially five semis. I had like five ten miles running, and some, and, and so I had thirty trucks running a day. Got you. You see what I'm saying? Got so, you. So my, so my profits, like I said, my profits. I don't lie to nobody. My profits wasn't the best. Right. But you know what I'm saying. But if you walk away with <laughs> eight hundred, nine hundred thousand, you know what I'm saying. A little shine, shine. Little, you know what I'm saying. You're not, you're not gonna be. At least you could buy, you could buy, you could buy breakfast or lunch for the next day. You know what I'm saying. You could buy breakfast or lunch. You know. You can buy you a crib in Atlanta in a nice neighborhood, you know. You can have a podcast on a nice yeah, building exactly. like this. You can have views, you know. You know, so 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 I, I look at everything from value. Mm-hmm. I get I look at everything from like Coca Cola. They made a billion dollars selling fifty cent sodas. It's value, guys. We got to think why. We can't think just like I'm trying to milk. It's kind of like the guy on the block. This is what they get guys stopped in the trucking game. Mm-hmm. Picture the guy on the block that gets the ounce, breaks it all down to dimes. Mm-hmm. Talking a lot of drug talk, man. I don't know nothing about it. I'm Yo, just playing. Oh, come on now. Come on now. I'm just you playing. You heard about it. I don't know nothing about it either. You're talking a lot about keys and birds. No, I don't no, know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, man, I'm only talking about paid for New Jack City. Okay. okay. I see, now. I see that. Now. I see. I, I know I'm that. only basing <laughs> off what I see. All right. Don't yeah. rappers rap based on what they say. You know That's what right. Because uh, I, I ain't the, need no brown, brother. Nah, you know what I'm saying? about big brother life. That's all I'm talking about. I'm talking about my uncle's near. All right. I got you. Got you. Continue. With that being said, Oh, wait, wait, disclaimer. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So it's, 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 I always go back to it because, I mean, it's, 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 it's what I understand. Right, right, right. You get what I'm saying? So or either you can break it down to somebody who's selling who's selling cookies. Yeah. You know, they, they want to like sell cookies. each anything. So I would rather, wouldn't you rather sell 30 trays of cookies wholesale to to um, to um fries or on the Kroger's or whichever is in your area right. to the grocery store versus you nickel and diamond it? You know, to, to where you sitting out here with a table, who's 100%. making more money? 100%. Yeah. So I, I, I wholesale trucking essentially. Cool. You might be making 3000 I might make 1500 a truck. Who cares? Guess who's in Miami 
driving Rolls Royces. Go check out my Instagram. So why, so why, so why are you making that? You know, it, it would have took me longer to become passive with it. I'm passive with the game now. Mm. I got, I got operators. I got, you know, I, I got um, operations managers. I'm passive with it. Yeah. So the whole, so the whole 2020 making 3.5, it was the transition into me firing myself from every position. I sucked as a driver. I was the worst driver I had. Mm. You know, uh, I was running red lights, doing a bunch of stupid stuff. <laughs> you know, so I was the worst. I was the worst employee I ever had as far as a driver. Right. So um, I, I fired myself as a dock manager. I fired myself. I got off the. The payroll, you know, my right. wife started doing payroll. Right. I, I fight, I work myself out of every single position in the business to the point where in, in August, my sister came down, I trained her to be my ops manager. Mm. And now she completely runs the whole entire operation. Yeah. So all she do is send me text messages about stuff, some stuff that she don't understand, and then maybe once a day. Right. So she's pretty much running it. So I might spend an hour a day doing trucking. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm trucking all day. Yeah. I'm only buying trucks and putting them into my system that I created. Got you. And I, and I think what's important, just to touch on what you said earlier, you take care of your people. Yeah. You make sure your drivers are fed and you make sure you, you're going to overpay them before anything. Is it not the streets? That's, that's how it is. If, if you don't, <laughs> what they say, if you don't feed the, the wolves, you become the food or whatever exactly. the case may be. Hey, that's all I'm saying. You know, they're, they're going to go find somewhere else to eat. Right, right, And they, right. Or they might eat you. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So 100%. It's, so it's all, everything I'm saying, I try to relate to the people because we ain't going to lie. Most of the investors coming in are people with criminal past. A lot, I would say most, a lot of people just coming right, in right. and got criminal past, so they understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not looking to appeal to everybody. Mm. I'm only looking to appeal to the people who understand it the way that I'm delivering it. Right. Because I do it for the culture first. Right, right, right. Because it's us that, that's, that's at the bottom of the world. It's us that don't understand how to do business. Yeah. So if I'm going to teach business, I got to teach it. I got to go reach the people where they at. I for can't sure. talk that. I can't talk that. That, that, that region's, you know, 24, but not everybody can see it. They like the way it looks, but right. they can't understand. They, I, I got to break it down for them. Yeah, know? yeah, no doubt. What what do you do for personal development? You mentioned the book, The E-Myth, earlier. Oh, yeah. I'm, which I, I'm, which I'm, I've I'm also reading. also read. You read? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. What, what else do you do for, for personal development? Podcast. Okay. Know, I, I got my ear to the street. Now I'm listening to Trucking House, and I'm trying to see. Mm. You know, I'm listening to podcasts to see what's going on in the trucking industry. Because I, I don't think because I made $3.5 million last year, that that I can't get better at the game. I'm loving this new dispatch, this new dispatching type of um, model that people got. You know, um, where, where they got, you know, where you dispatch and you're an independent contractor for trucking. I like that model. I'm about to adopt that, bring that into my business because I don't want employees after a while. Right. I want to have everybody in on the operators. I keep the small part of drivers, but man, look, the money is in shippers. The money is in controlling the work, y'all. It's not in owning trucks. Mm. Any, anybody that really knows, no. Mm. It's, in, it's, it's in controlling the work, not actually doing the work. I'm only getting the trucks because it's a, you know, I found out about this new thing in real estate called a bank statement loan. Mm. I ain't going to get that to y'all. Y'all got to pay for that. <laughs> but just go look up the bank statement loans, man. The bank statement loans are, you know, you got that high gross. They don't look at your taxes. They just look at what you gross as long as you a consistent payment. Mm. Money. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go buy about 15 more trucks this year. So next year I can buy 20, 30 million in real estate. No doubt. So no one doubt. thing always support the other. I love that. And and you also got receipts, man. You got an award from Amazon, right? They give you yeah. some tr- oh, trophies. Yeah. You got oh, some yeah. trophies. Oh, oh yeah, I got the what, trophy. what was that trophy? What what did it say? Uh, top top. Uh, it was carry? it was a, um it was it was strictly for appreciation. Okay. So what said? This is why I say build with shippers. Okay. Shippers got the work right. So everybody talking that noise about the um, the, the load, the, like how low they pay, right? So why they gave me fifty grand, right? Mm-hmm. Amazon gave me fifty thousand dollars to bring on like nine or ten people for three weeks. 
to to um all I had to do is bring Pallet Jackson, bring the people that gave me fifty grand. Really? They gave me fifty grand to um to have people help load the trucks. So really? I became a temp service for them for three weeks. <laughs> wow. Oh, for fifty bands? Yeah. And out of that fifty grand, I cleared like I probably cleared about thirty five thousand. No doubt. And no all doubt. I did was hire somebody to be there. I, I went there one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-five thousand in three weeks. Why not work with the biggest man? That we we talking that uh that that plug talk. That, that's the biggest plug in the they game right they there. Don't really understand that's that's that Pablo. The, the relationship <laughs> is different. Like I'm, I got areas on what they try to do. Yeah. Oh, they try to wrap semis. I'm trying to. You know what I'm saying? I, I got the ear mm. because anybody that know business is relationships. So even though it's better freight, I got I got a strong relationship with them. They didn't save me when my company went under. They helped me jump ship to. Get my other company gave me all my work, gave me everything. So, right. So, to me, my relationship with them is different than what somebody else might have. And they, I made a lot of money. I bought a new house. I bought cars. I bought. I, my life is good because of that. So it's like, why am I going to shit on somebody who, who pretty much put me in the game? Yeah. Grant, granted, my work did put me in the game, but it's it's a game. But I, I mess with them and I understand the way that they work. You know the way they operate. Shout to Jeff Bezos and the Amazon team, hey. Jeff, if you're listening. You know, Truck and Hustle would love to have you as a, as a, as a sponsor. Hey, hey, straight up. Hey, man, because they, they, I mean, I like their model. They they hire people without doing it in, in um, person before COVID. Right. They hire people via email. Right, right. So that, that's that's what made me mess with them, for real. Like, I mean, I mess with how they, they operate. How they operate. Employee, that's a fact. Well, so. Five years from now, where, where where's your company? Third, 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 third eye. eye. Where's Third Eye Transport? Five years. Five years from now, Third Eye Transport might be a part of FedEx division. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> it might be sold. You know, it, 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 it just it just depends on it just depends on what I'm what I'm into. Right. Because there's a lot of stuff that I'm dealing with that I'm starting to see yields more profitability for me for for the time exchange. But as long as my as long as my sister wants to run it, she'll become she she'll move up to CEO. She'll run it if she wants to continue to run it. I won't sell it, and she could just run it. But it, it definitely won't be me running it. I will continue to probably add on more more broker agents more dispatchers and growing it from a shipper standpoint, you will see me as one of the people that got Fortune 100 shippers, you know, relationships with them. And my talk is going to be shipper talk. Mm. It won't be broker talk. Anybody mm. talking brokers, they, 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 they ain't really, we ain't having the same conversation. Mm. Different conversation. I love that. Conversation. I, I love that. Shippers. I don't talk to brokers. Mm. Mm. Heavy, heavy. I talk to the people. I talk to the plug. Heavy. Not talk plug directly to Pablo. <laughs> exactly, man. Come on now. I'm going, I'm going to talk to Sosa. You know, I don't need you, Frank. I don't need you, Frank. No doubt. No <sighs> doubt. No doubt. I'm taking Frank out, man. I love that, man. Listen, bro. Um, this conversation has been eye-opening. It's been dope. I love the way your mind thinks. I love the way you operate. Oh, yeah. um, we're going to kind of bring it to a close because we could be up here all day. Oh, yeah, I man. think we got to go out and, you know, do something in the city. It's a beautiful day today in Atlanta, man. We got to make oh, something yeah, happen. Man. It's beautiful. It looks good. But, <laughs> definitely. But before you go, I need you to look in the camera, man. I need you to give the Hustle fam a final thought, man, because you've been dropping jewels all episode. So I don't know what you're going to come with, but I'm excited to hear it. Give them a final thought. Let, let, let them know something just to take away from this, this video, this talk. Give them something, man. Take away this. If you're trying to get into trucking, understand one thing. Shippers is what everybody's looking for. Cold calling and, and thinking with your own brain and establishing yourself to be different from the next person with a truck is going to be the only way to stay in the game and then separate yourself and create those relationships. That's the biggest thing, even in trucking, even in any form of business. You got to figure out 
what are you offer to the to the world as far as your business? Is it service? Is it quality? Is it price? Make sure that whatever it is is well defined. Make sure you know exactly what you're doing before you do it, so you don't lose money. You you gonna break even in your first couple of months. Just know that. Don't look. Don't come in nothing expecting to make a killing in the beginning because you already setting yourself up for for, for failure. Stick stick to it. Get past that thing. Look for the look for the experiences and know that those are the best teacher and that's gonna level up and trust the process. Enjoy the process. Mm. Kobe Pegway. Third Eye Transport, I appreciate you, my brother. You this it, was bro. dope, man. Too, man. This hey, is dope. This Welcome to the Hustle Fam. Listen, Hustle Fam, you know the saying, right? If you smell something burning, it's only your desire, and we are out. Peace, y'all. Stay up.